0: this show is about sharing our experiences and teaching people about the ins and outs of the service industry, helping people navigate it to make some extra cash. Along the way, we'll interview the best in the biz. Welcome to In the Biz. Now, here's your host, Tani
1: Mujiqua. Welcome to the In The Biz Podcast, where we get to meet some really cool people in our industry that are absolutely killing it, and today, ladies and gentlemen, is no different. But before we get started, if you're new to the channel, please like, comment, and subscribe. If you're old to the channel, tell a friend about us. Basically, if you're watching this right now, make sure you click in that little like and subscribe button. Like I said before, we do have a special guest. I'm gonna make sure my guest can hear me. Sean, can you hear me? I can hear you. Awesome, awesome. Now, Rashad, I don't like to give intros for our guests because I'm always curious to see, because it's something I'm terrible at. When you're in a new social environment, how do you go about introducing yourself?
0: Oh, boy. Um, I mean, hi, I'm Rashad.
1: I like that. That is like a me. <laughs> that's a me answer. <laughs> no, that's absolutely awesome.
0: Um, I, I'll, I'll do things like, do you do you like travel food shows? Oh, you know yeah. I'll be like, well, you should Google Beyond the Check. And I'll be like. <laughs> that's an awesome. Is, it, is, that, is that a new show? i be like, that's yeah, it's my show. And I'll be like, oh, you have a show? I'll be like, yeah.
1: I feel like you've done that once or twice.
0: Yeah, once or twice.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of which, uh, you said you do have a show. Tell me about your show. It's Beyond the Check, right?
0: Beyond the Check. So I, it's on Amazon and Tubi uh, TV, Fox's Tubi TV. Nice. Um. I find chef-owned restaurants around the country, and I go hang out with the chef-owners, find out about their lives, the history of their restaurant, and of course, let them cook up and allow me to try some of the best dishes they have to offer. I also drag my crew with me and my my lovely wife, who's a very picky eater, um, (laughs) so I make her try things that she wouldn't normally eat. On on occasion, she gets a burger.
1: Absolutely. Wait, how long have you been doing this for? That seems like a whole production. Uh, That's really cool. Season three will be out in December. Uh,
0: so we went to Texas for season three. Season one, we shot right before the pandemic. And so literally on March 8th was the last episode that we shot uh, for season one.
1: And then the country shut down the next week. Oh, man, that is brutal, man. I know the pandemic affected a lot of people. Um, I'm assuming you guys basically couldn't do anything because nothing was really open.
0: Nah, but we did shoot season two the following that, that December of 2020. And so we were just I live in Savannah, Georgia, so we did Georgia and South Carolina again.
1: Okay. How were things uh, during the pandemic? Did you guys open pretty quick? Because I know over here in Florida, I mean, we closed down for like a month and a half and our governor was like, yeah, all right. That's cool. I think everything opened back up
0: June. I want to say maybe a little before June. I mean, the restaurants opened at least for inside dining. I mean, I think outside dining, it, that shit was pretty damn immediate. Yeah. Like, maybe you know, within the first month. It was oh, like, yeah. all right. You oh, guys so it
1: was, a- it was pretty similar then as far as, like, Georgia and Florida.
0: Right. But you couldn't go back inside. And it's, most of the restaurants just stayed closed just because
1: they why? Yeah. <laughs> no, I have a lot of friends up north, and it's just brutal hearing stories about, like, New York and all those areas around there because um, so many restaurants yeah. shut down over there. Um, and they did just, not get to open and oh, are no longer with us absolutely yeah i mean there's only so much like to-go orders uh can actually do for you how did you even get into um i guess what got you intrigued with the whole restaurant aspect as far as like going to different um are you looking for like chefs slash owners or chefs that are yeah. kind of doing their thing to interview um when you're doing your show
0: you no know, a uh, chef owners so like it's you know this is their live it's their dream right this yeah. is this is their everything this is so I, I don't. I won't go to like a restaurant that has multiple locations or a, a restaurant group that maybe has a chef that oversees all the restaurants because that's not not what I do. Absolutely, it's, it's basically the opposite of kitchen nightmares. So instead of going to the restaurants that are failing miserably, that are usually chef-owned, right, or at least you know worker-owned, the chef doesn't necessarily have to be the owner, but like the owner has to be. The front of the house manager or the bar, you have to be there all the time. Gotcha. Um,
1: well, how do you even like go? I'm, I'm curious, chefs. How, how do you like go about, um, I guess picking uh, as far as like the right chefs to, um, to film? Because, um, you obviously seem like you have a background, right? Were you like a cook, a chef in the past? I mean,
0: I worked in that, I was a busser when I was 15, I was a server when I was 18, I was working in fine dining restaurants. Yeah, I've been a restaurant manager, I've been. In bartender jeez oh, you've remember, done everything bartender towards the you know the last 10 years of working in the service industry
1: absolutely you
0: don't yeah you know, like you you fuck people absolutely right? <laughs> absolutely. And bartender, you can tell them to go fuck themselves you can't do that in the rest of the service industry right? <laughs> the only place you can literally be like nah get the fuck out <laughs>
1: absolutely oh it's a great right. feeling
0: <laughs> yeah, you're totally allowed to do that so after you've spent years kissing everyone's ass you retire to bartending so that you can tell people to go fuck themselves. <laughs> Absolutely. No, 100%. <laughs> but uh, so I have a master's in film and television, too. Right. So I worked, you know, in restaurants through college. And-
1: wait, 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 wait. So you have a master's in film. What was uh, your bachelor's in uh, when you originally went to college? Playwriting and a film minor. Whoa. OK. So you. I guess you were studying film, but were you working in the restaurants around the same time, or is it kind of...
0: Yeah, I I still, I worked at a place called Seven Sauces for seven years,
1: and I was eventually
0: the manager there, but it was like one of those, like, tiny restaurants, there's like two lady owners, and the servers were the bartender, right, there was an actual, like, bar out front, but in the back, you'd make the drinks (laughs) and take them out, right,
1: and there's like two servers, three servers on, like, a busy night. Absolutely. What was your original game plan um, when you first got into um, studying film? Like, what were you uh, looking, did you, oh, did you have a game plan, I guess, is the better question, because I know a lot of people just, you know, go in and kind of see what happens.
0: Uh, I mean, obviously, right out of film school, we were going to make feature films, and I, I, I made, I made one eventually called Odie, based on the Odyssey by Homer. Oh, okay. A stoner comedy, based on the Odyssey by Homer. Interesting.
1: You said a stoner um, comedy, is what you said?
0: Yeah. But before, yeah, but before that. We were gonna make a thing called New War, and Burt Reynolds was actually gonna be in my movie. No way, dude! But, um, it all fell apart at a certain point, but I actually turned down the producer of The Breakfast Club to make that movie with me in lieu of my friend who was producing with me, who had Burt Reynolds. And I probably should have gone with the producer from. Um, he, <laughs> like in hindsight, but in hindsight, say lobby. So <laughs> that's how
1: do you even I, have the energy to do all this, like um, to be able to because, you know, obviously I've worked in a restaurant before and it's pretty taxing. And to be able to put those kind of projects, um, try and balance that, like how do you even find the energy to do stuff like that?
0: Well, if you think about it, most people have to work a fucking nine to five job for not that much money. Right. And yeah. it takes up all of your time. If you're a, if you work in the service industry, unless you're a cook, you can go to work for three days a week.
1: Ah, okay. I see what you're doing. All right.
0: A week, you know, like, and if you need extra money, you can go to work for five or six days a week or seven days a week if you want to. Absolutely. Right? And you can make as much money as you want or you cannot, right? So yeah. it's, you know, the service industry itself is really accommodating. And the problem is that most people in the service industry aren't very good at saving their money or doing anything smart with it. Myself included, away
1: pretty fucking quick. <laughs> Absolutely, myself included. I'm not exactly um, the well, type to give financial advice.
0: So if you could teach the service industry to not be such alcoholics, then <laughs> they could all probably do as much as I do. <laughs> <because> <laughs> I just stop. I just stop wasting all my money at a certain
1: absolutely now as far as like the film aspect is there um anything that you like specialized in or because right now you have a whole production going on do you basically understand like every aspect of it or is there like a main oh, focus yeah. that you've had i mean i
0: i mean my focus in college was directing like i graduated with like a directing track but no like everything everything from the sound design at the end of the show to like uh, fucking
1: everything Oh, <laughs> uh, no, that's really cool because um, when I first started podcasting, oh, my goodness, uh, yeah, I had to really uh, sit down in front of YouTube University for quite some time, be able to just learn, like, the basics there. So I have mad respect for any type of graphic designer, anyone that can put videos together. Uh, you know, I've learned some of the skills now, but uh, even just putting some of that together, you know, was pretty brutal.
0: Editing will take – editing will suck your day away. You think that it's it's been an hour or two – it's been seven. And you're like, oh, how the hell? What the? Uh, no. How is it midnight already? It was just five o'clock. Absolutely. just five o'clock. You've been staring at the screen and watching the same things over and over and over and over again.
1: Absolutely. And the sad thing with me is when I'm doing that and the whole day goes by, I have like a 10 second clip after that. So uh, that's why it's a little more depressing on my end here. <laughs> uh, you talked a little bit about like your background, right? How exactly? Oh, who was your first guest when you started your show? uh Beyond the Check and how did you um, book that guest?
0: Okay, so the pilot episode, so I was doing this thing where I would take servers out and it was called Beyond the Check and we'd just do something fun, right? And it was like a YouTube thing. Nice. So, I, you know, I'd take a server to the beach and we'd just make jokes about, you know, the service industry and, or go putt-putting or something like that. And <clears throat> whatever, it was all right. But I was like, I really need to go to like restaurants and like, you know, do this meet the chefs and the owners and shit like that absolutely and so my father had passed away and we were in Ohio for my uh, for his uh, celebration of life party and my sister and her husband had this little restaurant that he inherited from his family uh, called purple chopsticks it's been around for like 33 years now oh wow quite some time and so I was like hey can I just, can I shoot this thing? I just want to shoot this thing with you. We'll do some interviews and I'll make you some commercials out of it or whatever. Like I didn't really have a format at the time. It was just like, I just knew I need to, I'm just going to do this. And so I made my sister help me. Absolutely. And Jordan was there. And if you watch episode one, she is super happy. My wife to be making this show. <laughs> <laughs> She's much better now. She actually cooks with the chefs in the kitchen now. Oh, Nice. In season three, she's actually active and, like, hangs out that stuff. Did she know how to cook before, is it kind of one of those yes, things you progressively no, she, taught her throughout?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I got to ask, who's the most interesting guest? You can say the name or not um, that you've had so far that kind of, you know, I guess surprised you. Let's go with the one that surprised you the most as far as guests. Uh,
0: I mean, they're all... All, all all, the restaurants I've been to are awesome. And all the chefs are awesome. Um, I mean, some are a little weirder than others. I guess, like, Seawolf is
1: oysters and uh, hot dogs. So, like, their concept is— well, I, I'm sorry. Go back. You said—I'm sorry. <laughs> See, uh, you said oysters and hot dogs was the concept? It's called
0: Seawolf and Tybee
1: Island. Ah. And they do oysters and Wagyu hot dogs. I can honestly say I've never heard of that concept before. Uh, that, that qualifies as unique, hundred <laughs> I mean, percent. Pretty, pretty unique. Yeah. What did you have over there? What did you eat? Um, we
0: had the hot dog. We had the ceviche was really good. There's black sea bass ceviche, nice. Um, it was, it was bomb. Um, what else did we have? A uh, vegan ramen. It was really good. They got a whole. It's a, it's a crazy menu.
1: Yeah, no. It, it I mean, it seems a little. You know, over the uh, all over the place, but it, I would definitely eat there though because I like trying um different things, unique things. Let's go with unique things, unique <laughs> concepts like that. All right, let me tell That's, me this: What, what are, are some need? of the uh, correlations that you see right between the restaurant industry and the entertainment industry? Because you're basically right on that overlap, right, where both of them meet. Uh, what are some of the correlations that you've seen basically on a daily basis when you've worked both? Oh, uh, hurry up and wait. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, just
0: being organized, you know, service industry, you have to be time management and, you know, organized. Otherwise, like you run out of time and you're the whole you
1: forget to bring the ketchup and fucking End of the the world. The whole thing goes to hell. Absolutely. I remember last, well, it was like two years ago, a lady actually broke down and cried because I forgot her ranch. Like literal tears, not like exaggerated. like actually cried. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I ruined this whole, this whole lady's, uh, her month. She's like, I waited so long for the pandemic. Oh my gosh. You can't I just get wanted this right. This.
0: I want it just the way I wanted it. I just can't ever get anything the way I want
1: it. I was like, oh boy, clearly something else is bothering you here. But I was curious about that. All right. What's your favorite food to make?
0: Oh, uh, my favorite food to make. I, my wife doesn't let me make stir fry very often, but I, I do like to make stir fry.
1: How come? Does she not like it? Or is it the mess?
0: Yeah, she's not big on Chinese food, but the flavors, I think. She, again, she's super picky.
1: So uh, she likes General So's. It's like the one Chinese dish that she will eat. Oh, that's mandatory. It's like the best thing. It's like every time we order Chinese food, that has to be in there at least once.
0: But there's so many other things.
1: Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also just because it's healthy, right?
0: Like, I can pack as many vegetables into a stir fry as I want, and it's and I'm going to eat those vegetables. Absolutely. Right? But I'm not just going to, like, saute, just steam a bunch of vegetables and be like, hey, steamed vegetables. No. It's fucking boring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I don't want to eat that. Fair point. Now, you <laughs> kind of alluded to it before, like, as far as... Like you're shooting in different states. Do you do one season per state, or do you kind of does it kind of just depend on how it works? Uh, it kind
0: like of I guess just you depends. Have... Well, like the first the first season, we did the pilot in Ohio, and we did the other half in Georgia, and the other half in South Carolina. And That's really just something um, right next to South Carolina, right? Not true. So I can convenient. Yeah, like Bluffton's the same distance as driving. It's closer than driving to like another place in Georgia, even. Anywhere else in Georgia, actually, Bluffton's B- 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 <laughs> closer. Fair enough, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but Texas is huge, right? So we did uh, we did Austin area, Dallas area, and a tiny little town called Bryan in between the two.
1: Bryan, Bryan, Bryan. See, Bryan. I went to school in Texas, not clicking on Bryan. I'm, I'm sure it's out there. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, it's
0: like, so if you're driving from Austin to mm-hmm. Dallas, it would be east. Oh, okay. To the east, like right in the middle, like right in the middle between Austin and Dallas, off, off to the right, about maybe forty miles. What did you find, at, What did you find over there, in Brian? Uh, Brian has Ronan Farm to Table, Ooh, uh, which yeah. is uh, a married couple who owned the farm first, called Ronan Farm, and then they would do like moonlight dinners out at the farm for like weddings and like. And do you know, weddings and events and stuff out there. And eventually they got the restaurant. And so 90% of everything that you eat at that restaurant comes from their farm, except oh. for the fish. She drives to Houston for the fish every Monday. But otherwise, everything comes from their farm. So it's literally,
1: literally farm, their farm to their table. That is soup. See, I, I know I kind of alluded to it before. Um, how exactly do you find all these people, though? Because trip it advisor. seems like every, you said TripAdvisor?
0: I said TripAdvisor. No way. That's
1: awesome. What filter are you hitting?
0: <laughs> I usually click on Farm to Table, you know, like, because the, most of the Farm to Table restaurants are going to be smaller chef owned restaurants.
1: Absolutely. And what's your go to method as far as contact? Are you calling them up, like, hey, I have a show? Or are you sending emails? I'm curious uh-oh, because, uh-oh. like, if I ever uh-oh. wanted to do something like that, I couldn't even tell you, like, I couldn't even think of how to get guests and be able to, you know, document what they do. So how how do you do it? Like how do you communicate with them initially? I mean like you just ask. <laughs> just like just like that. Well you make well, it seem well, easy. Okay. Like...
0: So so for like season one, yeah. Um I shot the pilot and I, I finished that. And then my buddy uh my producing buddy of mine, who knows uh he's good friends with a chef in town, who I know owns a restaurant, I was like, hey you think we'd we, want to do this? And I, you know, she'll send him over the pilot, let him see the pilot, see if he's interested. And he's like, "Oh, fuck yeah, sure, let's do that. That's cool. Yeah, come on." So that's how episode two got shot. And then from there, a, one of the waitresses told me that I really had to go to Bluffton to this place called Poor Richards. And I'm like, "All right, cool." So I call Poor Richards, and I'm like. So-and-so, I met so-and-so, your old server. She's like, oh, yeah, like, they told me I totally needed to come out there and shoot you. And they're like, oh, hell, yeah, come on. So your word of
1: mouth on all of them, it's like one kind of leads to the other well, type of deal. Well, to start,
0: right, so, and then, but it did. So while I'm there, they're like, oh, you got to go see Mir in Wilmington Island. And I'm like, all right, cool. And it turns out Mir was actually on, at Lily's, uh, he was on uh, Fight Club on Food Network where, I don't know if you remember Bite Club. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah.
1: I've heard of Bite Club before.
0: They'd take local chefs from different towns, and a few of them become the judges, and a few of them become the competitors. And Mir was a judge, and he's like, oh, you, you have any ladies on the show yet? And I'm like, I don't. It's hard to find the female chef owners. are a little bit harder, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, and like,
0: oh, you got to go see Amanda at Pomodori in, in Hilton Head. And I'm like, cool, she actually won Bite Club. So Mir was a judge, and he and she, no way. she actually won Bite Club. And then the last one was this burger place that I think we just really like their burgers. (laughs) And it's just this one guy flipping burgers all day by himself. It's just, it's his restaurant and he is, he's there just flipping burgers. And that was
1: right. That was on March 8th. What was the toughest pitch you had to make? Like the one where you had to do the most work to convince the person that it was a good idea to be on your show?
0: I no nobody who agreed needed convincing that much. Nice. I'll get I'll get I'll get asked, like, how much is this going to cost me? Like nothing. I'm just, you're, you're going to feed me. <laughs> it's going to cost, you, gonna cost you a couple burgers or hot dogs. But um, but no, like I've had people just not respond. Right. But I've never had anyone tell me no who actually talked to me.
1: Damn, must be nice to have great social skills like that, Rashawn. Jeez, that's awesome, though. <laughs>
0: okay, so, But later, right, so after that word of mouth thing, like season two had to happen. Mm-hmm. And that was, I just, you know, got on TripAdvisor trip advisor and started looking. And I'd, I'd, I'd call them and ask them, tell them who I am and see, you know, can I send you an email, you know, with the information? Blah, 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 blah. And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever, send me an email, look at it. And they'll look at it and they'll either
1: get back to me or not um so out of like 10 emails you send out how many responses do you get back out of curiosity so i can mentally prepare myself
0: i mean overall um i texas was a little harder because i went after some like bigger chef owners that i I didn't get i didn't hear back from um because people do think it's a scam sometimes too right so you have to get through that that wall so that's why i'll call first and be like yo can i talk to who's is the owner there like if the owner's there that's who i want you know they're like oh no the owner's never here well then Obviously, I don't want to go to this restaurant.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm always curious because I did telemarketing before, and I did it for about three weeks. I was the worst. Didn't sell a single thing, and it's always brutal for me when I call. So, I'm curious to see exactly how people kind of navigate that. Um, Well, no one wants to be sold anything, but, like, I'm giving you an opportunity, right? Mm
0: -hmm. And so. Once you have something to show people, it's a lot easier. So once season one was done, I can be like, "Oh, hey, you know, it's on Amazon, it's on Tubi. You can go watch it. Like, check it out. Call me back if you, you know, if you think that's something you'd like
1: to be on. Absolutely. What inspires you so though? What, easier what, over time. What inspires you to do this? Where do you get your inspiration from? I just wanted to make a show. i like that just ah, you know i woke up and i was like all right let's do it well i've always been trying to figure out
0: something positive to do with my skills right Mm -hmm. so uh before this we did a show called uh media matters small business challenge where i would find a positive small business so uh by positive you mean like just like doing good so like this beet tan company right so it's a spray tan company but it's all natural organic made of beets right so there's no chemicals in it it's not gonna like not gonna kill you and she invented it herself she's the entrepreneur right like um and so but her website sucked her social media sucked it all sucked right but she has this great product and she's trying to do this good thing with it and it's actually a great product my wife fucking loved it like and so we built her a brand new website, like made it franchisable so she can actually like add franchisees around the country into her oh, that's platform awesome. and made her a couple commercials. And basically I made a show out of that. Right. And, but it was just so time consuming <clears throat> and you know, I'm not getting paid for this, I'm just doing it. Right. Absolutely. So it was just too much to redo. I didn't do the websites, but my buddy did and he would donate 20 hours to
1: redo their websites. Oh, geez. Geez, you make me feel really lazy, Rashawn. I just thought I should let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel really lazy all the time. Oh, no, no way. The fact that you're even you know, willing to do stuff like that, I you that you said it was you and your friend, but to be able to put 20 hours into a project like that to help out a small business like that, that that's something, you know?
0: Oh, now she's crushing it.
1: Yeah. Do you ever call her like, hey, don't forget where you started? <laughs> <laughs> Just DK. Uh, so as far as shows, do you have any uh, new shows that you have coming up? Or are you thinking of doing in the future?
0: Uh, we're we're making a kid's show called Snips Tips, which is basically the circus of children's food and learning. Interesting. So Snips is his cat. You can go watch the pilot. I made a this stupid little pilot. Just Google Snips uh, Tips. Why? Well, I, I It's on YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's uh, wait, what's it YouTube. called again? I'm yes, going to yeah. write this down. Snips, Snips Tips. tips. It doesn't have any, it's just Snips right now making granola in this little test thing that we did, but, um, but it's going to have, it has like five other segments. So it starts off with like, so the first episode is going to be nachos. So it's like how we were going to fry the tortillas. Right. So, and, but Snips wants to know like where, you know, where, but why aren't we getting them out of the bag? How do they come out of the bag? And so you have behind the food, which is this little segment that tells you how, corn becomes a chip at the grocery store absolutely and then they make them at home right and there's the chips and whatever and then now well where did nachos get invented who invented nachos so we go to a timetable and this is crazy scientist and a little kid right totally you know ah
1: that that seems a little different from what you're doing um which is actually really cool and they
0: go back in time and find out the history of nachos and i don't know if you know the history of nachos but it's super interesting
1: i'm actually curious you have my attention you have me at nacho I mean, it's it's literally just some guy who had extra tortillas laying around. It's basically the same story as granola almost, but it's not. suck. they just had extra tortillas laying around and they were like, hey, let's make these. Uh-
0: <laughs> and they're hungry and they just, and just need, people needed fed. And so he just like fucking cut
1: them up, fried them threw stuff on top of them. Like here, what do we call them? Not- oh, my gosh. I can't believe <laughs> one of the greatest like dishes of all time was just made like that. Just hey, let's try this out.
0: I mean, that's how they all are, right? Granola granola came out of necessity at Woodstock because they had a bunch of oats and nothing else. So
1: they made granola. And like, here's food. (laughs) I don't know if it's interesting or if you just ruined granola for me. Now I'm like, oh, boy, I'm eating the leftovers now.
0: (laughs) No, Woodstock. (laughs) Granola was invented at (laughs) Woodstock.
1: Gee, wait, how do you get to know all this stuff? Is it just stuff you've, like, researched over time? Or is it just stuff you've heard in passing, like...
0: I mean, I think the granola thing, I've I've known all, but I'm sure I learned it from somewhere. It's definitely on, like, documentaries and shit.
1: Absolutely. What's the most difficult part about, um, I know my difficult parts, like I've told you, the whole uh, post is the hardest part for me, right? Post-production. What's the most difficult part as far as, like, what you do, um, as far as, like, you and your show?
0: Oh, no. It's the time for post, for sure. Yeah? Yeah. So it's not just me. Cool. Like, months, months of just... Uh, don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. You don't want to do it because you have to do it. And then once you do it, you're like, yay, I can watch it. But but getting to the watch point is just like.
1: So for the time you shoot it Ooh. until Poe, um, until, you know, it's actually out there. What's that time frame look like for you on average?
0: I mean, it takes at least a month, an episode. And that's, that's, that's not like working solidly. If you were working solid for a month, you could probably finish an
1: episode in a month. So, oh, interesting. It takes me a little longer. Dude, I feel like one day you're going to have like your own network and I'm going to be able to show people this episode and be like, nope, see, like, he was here before here. He was talking about snips way <laughs> before it was out there. Look at this guy. <laughs> All right. So well, I've, got two, right? I've got two more questions for you, Ray Sean. But before I ask you those last two questions, I want you to tell the audience where they can find you and where to look out for you online.
0: If you just Google beyond the check, Or Google my first name, R-E-Y-S-H-A-N. That's all you have to Google is R-E-Y-S-H-A-N because I'm the only one in the world. (laughs) Um, You'll find me. Oh, fair enough. And if you want to, you can just go to Popple, P-O-P-L-Me, M-E, dot C-O, front slash
1: beyond the check, and that's my business card, and that's everything. Interesting. Okay. For me, uh, whenever I type my name, I have to scroll down to like the eighth... Eight. Eighth one up there. That's pretty cool to have yours just pop up <laughs> on the top.
0: <laughs> my mother did good. She didn't know what she was doing, but it turns out she was, she was brilliant. Yeah, it worked
1: <laughs> out, right? <laughs> All right. My second to last question for you. Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh. Uh, I'll probably be somewhere making a show. I like it. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. And last question, and I'm going to give you the solo camera on this one. What advice would you give to a young man or lady in the restaurant industry that is trying to accomplish even half of what you've done? Save your money, drink water, stop drinking so much. <laughs> uh, or drink responsibly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> work, on your, work on your dreams, not your late, not your late night uh, liaisons.
1: Absolutely. How long did it take you to learn that lesson? Out of curiosity.
0: Uh, I mean, I think it, we're still learning it. No, oh, right? <laughs> I mean point. no. I don't. I, I, I. Yeah, no. If we go out now, uh, we go to like ritzy, titsy, fancy bars. Yeah, and like, hang out with old rich white people and spend you know thirty
1: dollars on a drink because yeah. I don't. I can't stand to be around college age
0: kids anymore. I guess no, just, no.
1: Absolutely. He's like, I'm in bed by eleven.
0: No, I'm still in bed at like four or five in the morning. But oh, um, geez! But the conversation's just better. That's right. Fair and point. you're more like you're more likely to meet somebody who will benefit or help you in your life if you go to better places, surround yourself with better people. You know, maybe maybe don't hang out with Sally. Sally is doing the meth in the fucking bathroom every night all the time. But she's such a sweet person. <laughs> <laughs> super sweet lady, super sweet lady. And you know what? Her house is really clean. <laughs> Well, for some reason, that bitch can't do any side work, and I can't figure out
1: why. <laughs> Rayshad, it has been a pleasure. We definitely have to have you back on the show over here because um, not only with what you're doing um, as far as like the show and everything you do in the future, but just your energy, dude. Um, everyone's absolutely loving you over here. I can already tell.
0: Well, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. You're awesome yourself.
1: Ah, shucks. <laughs> I'm going to start to believe you if you keep saying it. <laughs> true, man. It's true. No, you know it to true. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, as always, this has been In The Biz.